And one of the things we talk about is if we don't give effort, if we're not recognized for effort at the University of Oklahoma, then I'm a con man and they're a fraud. All right, guys, welcome to the Oklahoma Breakdown Podcast, brought to you guys by SB Nation's Crimson and Cream Machine. I'm your host, Kami Amurabi, and I'm flying a little bit solo tonight, and that's totally okay. Not a lot of podcasts this week. Uh, we were going to do some pr- uh, position previews with linebackers and defensive backs last week, but of course, just things went, life happens, you know. Um, but the good news is this, and you guys might love it, who knows. We're going to do, instead of one long podcast a week that is originally, you know, around an hour 15 to an hour 30, I, I took this up with the the big chief, Jack Shields, who should be on a podcast with me and Stephen Brown this week, and uh, we're going to do some shorter podcasts during the week on Mondays, or of course Sunday evenings, depends on when you listen, and Fridays and Saturdays, whatever, and going to have, and the, those podcasts will be like 15, 20 minutes, something simple, but also quality and not necessarily quantity, and then we'll go a little bit more in depth on our longer podcasts uh, about Monday nights, Tuesday nights, etc. for the middle of the week, so that we hit you guys with more content and better quality content instead. So, and during that time, you know, we're, we might do some giveaways. Like, I just shipped off some Kyler Murray bobblehead. I might ship off a Adrian Peterson autographed helmet. It's got the tags with it that suggest it's real. It is real, I promise. And there's a lot of other things I've got here going on. But what are we doing here today, man? Today, got some Twitter questions that I asked for you guys a while back. And you guys came in clutch, and I really, really appreciate that. And then after that, and after the break... We're going to talk a little bit more hoops with Porter Moser, with Devion Harmon likely staying, maybe even a Brady Manic. He, he talked about both of those guys. You know, who's joining Porter Moser and Norman, and then maybe even uh, kind of like talking about the OU new women's hire in basketball. So we'll be talking about that in a second. But man, what a week. Really easy week for the Sooners. You saw everybody on Zoom conferences, if you pay attention to that, you saw Eric Gray. You saw Kennedy Brooks, you saw some of the DBs, you saw what? You just saw a lot of guys, you know, linebackers, uh, Caleb Kelly, just like a lot of the good dudes. And so that's exciting, you know? The football game, the spring game is less than two weeks away. It's 13 days away because today is Sunday, and I don't know what the weather's going to be like, but it should be a lot of fun. But anyways, let's get on to some Twitter questions. This first one is from, it looks like, Natas or Nate. AS underscore XLVI looks like a 4046 46 says, Does Hazelwood have the kind of breakout year that establishes that he was a legit five star? Man, that's a good question. A lot of people have been saying, you know, in camp that he had really, really good days, you know, really consistent days, but at the same time, and Lincoln Riley even said it too. Uh, I believe Dennis Simmons said it as well. It's really hard to do what they're doing as receivers with the knee brace on. And so, like, it's and it's a precautionary thing, right? Um, but we won't truly know until we're hyping up in fall practice and seeing what that knee brace come off. Or maybe, you know, he, he has a knee brace on. But it does limit you in some capacity. Um, do I think he's going to have a breakout year? Man, it's so tough to have a breakout year with all those wide receivers. Marvin Mims looks like he's taking the next step. He's faster. He's going to be stronger. Trajan Bridges, my kind of dark horse for, like, leading receiver or maybe, like, Second leading receiver behind Marvin Mims. I really like what Trajan Bridges is going to do, what he can do. You got Mario Williams, and he's really impressing because he played in Florida. 
And so he's used to man-on-man defense on the outside or on the inside. So he's very versatile. You've got Austin Stogner. You've got Jeremiah Hall. You have Mike, uh, Mikey Henderson. There's so many dudes you can throw the ball to. So I don't know if he's going to have a breakout year. I mean, if he always, right? He was just turning into like a go-to guy. But I don't know if he's a breakout year. Do I think he has a good year that suggests he's like a really, really good player? Probably. Do I think he has like a breakout year, like a CD lamb? I don't think so. You know, it, I think that injury took a little bit off of him for this year. He might look like really, really different from game five than he was at game one, if that makes sense. But I think it's a great question because it's kind of a wait and see approach, right? The next question is about the running back rotation. They said it's obviously loaded. They said, will Brooks come back and get the start? Will he remain the start all year pending health? He said he's digging Eric Gray a lot, and uh, he could see it going either way. And, you know, that's a great question. Uh, DeMarco Murray and those dudes really love what Eric Gray can do athletically as a pass catcher out of the backfield. Uh, There's a lot of of smoke around the team suggesting that Eric Gray could be a big play guy uh, in that Tennessee, just like Tennessee most things just wasn't using him right so you know I'm not sure Uh, you can't you can't deny the numbers of Kennedy Brooks especially off tackle and on counter plays especially if the offensive line has their stuff together beginning of the year so of course I'm going to say Brooks is probably going to get the he since he's the use of the system Eric Gray still learning I'm going to say Kennedy Brooks is RB1 for now but he will definitely split carries with Eric Gray I think that's a but I think that they'll even out as the year goes on and you might even see Lincoln Riley ride the hot hand, as you've seen him do previously, where Eric Gray might get you know an entire half by himself uh, if he's just playing really, really well. So it's hard to say with a running back room like that with Kennedy Brooks, Eric Gray, and then you've got um, other dudes there like Seth McGowan who could push for some more playing time and just a lot of stuff going on uh, in that room. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. And the next question is, Top three reasons OU wins and Natty this year. I mean, I got to go with they're balanced on offense and defense for the first time in a long time. So that's reason number one. Reason number two, maturity on offense and, again, on defense. So not only they're balanced on offense and defense, secondly, they are mature on both sides of the ball. And you really like what they're doing with Spencer Rattler, becoming a leader, getting his body more mature, not just like, emotionally in leadership and maturity, but body maturity. And you're going to see a lot of these guys that were making plays like Marvin Mims, Seth McGowan, uh, Spencer Rattler, David Aguebu. A lot of these guys that are coming into their first seasons as Oklahoma Sooners last year didn't have real springs and real summers to work out. And so, you know, the body maturity is going to be a big deal for this team going forward. So that's the second reason why. And the third reason why is Alex Grinch, who is completely changed the culture at OU under the defense and if him and Lincoln Riley can stay together past this season they could have multiple national titles just because the guys are recruiting the guys are getting on both sides of the ball and how they teach the game of football it's incredible you love it and you love to see it so those are three reasons why OU could win a natty this year now the next question is coming from the guys at Just Okay Sports, who are great dudes, uh, they're great podcasts, they're even better people, but they said, one of the questions was, will Deshaun White be odd man out inside linebacker? That's a great question because Oklahoma has so much depth there now. Got Deshaun White, Caleb Kelly, Shane Witter, David Aguebu, my favorite in Dark Horse, Brian Asamoah. You've got a lot of guys, man. 
And I don't think he's the odd man out. I think they're going to rotate a lot. And I think that he may not be the most tooled inside linebacker out of all those four or five guys. But I think he's the most instinctual of those guys. And I think he'll see the field plenty. So so I don't think he's the odd man out, so to speak. And then they also asked, will Jaden Davis even see the field at cornerback? Jaden Davis is 100% getting on that field. He's too talented, especially if he stops leading with his shoulder or stops trying to shoulder tackle. He's going to see the field at one point or another because, again, Alex Grinch defense. They love, love, love to rotate guys in, especially if they're quality guys. So Jaden Davis will see the field at cornerback. And then they also said, lastly, the local breweries have a Porter Moser soon. If they don't, we riot. It's that simple. Now, another question was, who should be returning punts and kickoffs? And I thought that was a great question because Bob Stoops primarily, and in Lincoln Riley too, They put their best players back there, and I hate that so much. I hate that so much because they're one awkward tackle away, and we could say this for any play, right? You're one awkward tackle away from really ending your career or ending the season. But I just absolutely hated Spencer, not Spencer, I hated Sterling Shepard fielding kicks and punts. I hated Sidarian Lamb fielding those punts and kicks. I hated... Marvin Mims fielding them. Although they're dangerous, they are. You want to try to get a guy that's elusive, athletic, and a burner that can make the make the other special teams pay. And not also if they if they get injured, like a freak accident or just a really big hit, that it doesn't totally become a detriment to your team's success later on in, the, in that game. And of course, that means you're thinking too much into the game. I'd kind of like to see Billy Bowman. That'd be fun. I know, and I know he's going to be a true freshman. But I think he's very talented. I mean, of course, he's he's incredibly talented. And I think he just, he brings too much to the table athletically, speed-wise. And he's a guy that's not going to be imperative to your game plan going into the season. And he has incredible ball skills. So Billy Bowman is a guy that I would like to give free reign there. But, you know, I'd also like to see Marvin Mims and what he does for you. Of course, I know that's going back on what I just said, but... Marvin Mims, a year older, a year stronger, a year faster. Lincoln Riley saying they should have given him the ball more times last year. The guy has a big playability, and you should want to see it. You want to see more. Or Mario Williams, a speedster, you know? So something like that. I'm really curious about that and who they are going to choose for that because you've seen a variety. I mean, remember when Alex Ross was returning kickoffs? That man has no fluidity in those hips at all whatsoever, but he was still returning kicks, and he was still pretty good at it. So who knows what they're going to do. It could be Seth McGowan. I don't know. Just running people over. It's really curious, and I think that's a great question. So we'll see, and I'm curious to see what guys are fielding kicks at the spring game in less than two weeks. That's a great question again. But anyways, guys, thank you for all of the Twitter questions and Before we talk a little bit more, specifically about shooty hoops with uh, Porter Moser and maybe Devian Harmon staying, maybe Brady Manick, we have to go to a break for our sponsor. So I'll see you guys right after the break. All right, so we're back. Porter Moser making moves, man. He's got a recruit already following him to OU, Alston Mason, a three-star guy. He was interested in playing basketball for Porter at... Loyola Chicago as a 6'1 point guard. He had offers, I believe, from Kansas State, but also 
I mean, I, I know that Clemson was looking at him, a couple of the other D1 guys, but if he fits the profile that Porter Moser wants, it's a good deal for him to get on campus to OU. And talking about Porter Moser, though, Devion Harmon, I mean, he said it straight up in an interview. He seems to think that Devion Harmon is staying, and I think that's a great move for Harmon. I think Devion Harmon in a Moser system could do really, really well uh, defensively. He's going to have a little bit more responsibility and offensively as well to play make. So I really like that. And again, I talked about Porter Moser right after he was hired and right after Joe C. signed him about what he was. And again, Rick Majerus is his mentor. He, he, he saw him at St. Louis, the University of St. Louis, and really just taught him how to be a coach. And like Rick Majerus, guys, again, Rick Majerus is a guy that found his fame at Utah, found his, you know, went to the Final Four there, and he's, he's in the Basketball Hall of Fame. So Porter Moser got the right pedigree uh, from the right dude. And so it's really exciting to see what happens there. But, you know, Harmon's going to stay, sounds like. Manic, maybe. he. You know, Moser even mentioned Brady Manic staying in Oklahoma. I don't know if Brady Manic can play the style Porter Moser wants him to, but I think it's worth a shot, maybe. I mean, they're going to have to get transfers regardless. But and speaking of transfers, there is some smoke about the human killer whale, Crutwig, uh, maybe being interested in OU. I don't know if that's how real that smoke is, but nonetheless... A big guy with that kind of footwork, I think anybody should be interested in, right? And he could be a grad transfer. Everybody seems to be grad transferring these days anyways because that's kind of how college basketball works now. It's not those four years and you're going to college anymore. You're not going to see Qantas White and Hollis Price for four years, Jabari Brown for four years, and then they go off to the league. Now it's a lot of transfer stuff. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, even those teams that OU had, with Buddy Heald. You had Buddy Heald and Isaiah Cousins. You remember Jalon Hornbeek? or Horn- yeah, Hornbeek, he transferred to, oh, I think it was like Monmouth or something like that. I can't remember. But they had a lot of good players. And you had Tayshaun Thomas. Tayshaun Thomas, is you, if, if he was ruled ineligible his first season at OU, he would have been on that Final Four team with Ryan Spangler, who, again, was a transfer from Gonzaga, even though Spangler is traditionally from Oklahoma. Could you imagine that front line with Spangler and Tayshaun Thomas along with Buddy Heald and Isaiah Cousins and everything else? You have an inside-out game so much better. They probably would have won a national title that year under Long Kruger. It's kind of unbelievable to think about. But OU also, C.J. Noland, a prized four-star shooting guard out of Waxahachie, uh, Waxahachie, Texas. I mean, that's the prized commit for OU, and people were worried, hey, his is Moser being the head coach going to really put a damper on that? CJ Nolan puts it to bed and says he's still rocking with OU. That's great, great news for him. And Emmanuel Dildy from Northwestern, who actually coached previously with Moser. So it's not like Joe Castiglione, or as Moser said, Joe Castiglione. Um, it's not like he kind of just randomly went and handpicked a guy from Northwestern. Uh, Moser and Dildy, I believe I'm pronouncing that right. It's kind of a weird name. It makes me feel weird and uncomfortable, honestly. But it's not like those guys are foreign. They've coached together previously. But Moser's different than Long Kruger. They're both fundamental guys. You know, Moser's a 50-year-old guy, but lots of energy. Feels really, really different. Excited to go recruit guys. Excited to go be the best that they can be. And you just never really felt that from Lon. Lon was like a family guy. Oh, yeah, practices are open. 
Uh, it's a family environment. We're going to try our best. I think that Moser really wants Oklahoma to be very, very good, whereas Lon, I think his ability, and what he did it well, was bringing OU back to level playing field before Oklahoma reinvests in both of its basketball sports. And I think that's what Joe Castiglione is doing. I think he's doing a terrific job with the hiring of Moser. And now with the hiring of Jenny Baranchek. It's not spelled like that. But she is a new hire from Drake. And she, I mean, her team's got better every year. I mean, her first year at Drake, they went 11 and 20, then 17 and 15, then 2011, 23 and 10. And then they, she started reeling off championships in that Missouri Valley Conference. Once again, Oklahoma's going to the Missouri Valley Conference to get a basketball coach. They went 18-0, and 18-0, 17-1 in the conference. They go to the NCAA tournament at Drake. And Drake is a good job for men's and women's hoops. And I think that Jenny Baranchek is a great hire for Oklahoma. I'm glad Sherry Cole decided to step down. Now that whole slew of coaches, besides Patty Gasso, are now retired. And it's funny, Patty Gasso has actually gotten much better with age in comparison to the coaches that she was on, yeah, she was in Norman with when she uh, when she arrived. But, anyways, that's it for me, guys. Again, shorter podcasts over after short ones, and we'll do a longer ones in the middle of the week. You guys can follow us on crimsonandcreammachine.com. You can follow us on Twitter at CC Machine. Jack's gonna be with us this week, hopefully at J Larry Shields. So you can follow me at Kmrobby and CCM. You can follow my buddy Stephen Brown at OUPdatedSB. Again, guys, we're on iTunes, Spotify, a lot of other podcast apps just if you like what you heard and if you're hearing it for the first time hit the subscribe button first of all and second give us a five-star rating we appreciate it and i'll check you guys later